everybody what's up it is the crack house podcast my name is michael sullivan uh thank you for joining um joining me as always out in the desert making meth is uh chris heisenberg muscolino what's hola, up hola miguel hola rob we're in your neck of the woods tonight you're watching our buddy from the boy scouts relocated to the arizona oh this that's is, right uh, rob is out there He's living his best life out there, man. I see his yeah, life. He seems on to be having a good time. I hope he watches the show. Seems like a lot of fun. He's always like he was shooting guns the other day. And I think he's he's in like some club out there. He's like he was at a hockey game, shooting guns, horseback. Ride. It's like adult day camp out there. It seems like for him. So well, let me uh, ask you this, Mike. I mean, that's um, well, I don't know if it's an unusual place to relocate if you're a New Yorker or a retire. But... No, I think that's a big spot for some reason. Is it? Yeah. I uh, I think there are tax uh, reasons why a lot of people relocate like there. Texas is big for taxes. Florida, uh, the Carolinas. Mm -hmm. There used to be a whole list out. I know there's a whole list. Like if you call like shit, man, we're almost ready for like AARP. But they like send out lists of like the best tax states for like older people or retirees or what have you. So once you retire. You know, I'd once you say it's Florida for number one, right? I think, you know what I think is a big one too, Nevada, because the casinos basically fund the entire state and gotcha. there's no, what the hell else is there besides like Vegas and Reno in that state? <laughs> I would probably say Florida. I think the warm weather states for. for New oh, York yeah. It's, yeah, it is. It is mostly like warm weather. Like you're you're absolutely right. I know. Texas. I know the only one is like California because. uh you know, California is basically like New York when it comes to taxes and everything. So we have a cousin living up there, uh, up in the northern part, which is super expensive. And I think you have a sister-in-law whose family is out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. sister-in-law is from uh, like the Los Angeles area, Orange County, which, by the way, I love. I love California. You know, we. we uh, oh, yeah. We, I, my I, wife I, went out there years ago and uh, fantastic. I just don't know in terms of like retiring men. I, I don't know if that's the play. Well, I know. I wouldn't retire to California just because, like I said, the tax wise, it's it's like moving to New right. York and paying the same taxes. But no, no. Beautiful, though. But like, yeah, where Rob is out there, I think it's like Arizona, Nevada, Texas. There's a whole bunch of those like southwestern states. And then you just start moving over to like Florida and the Carolinas that are like really, really um, tax friendly. I think Georgia, too, is one of them because I know a lot of guys that retired down there. My in-laws oh. are in the Carolinas, which are good. I think South Carolina is even better than North Carolina when it comes to taxes. The weather's uh, it's better than here. I know you have some relatives in the Carolinas as well. Um, I don't know, man. I think I, uh, you know, as I get older, as we get older and stuff, me and Michael pushing fifty this year. 
the big five Oh, mm-hmm. um, you know, Florida is looking more and more attractive in terms of taxes, the weather. I would not, nah, man. I couldn't live down there, man. It's too hot, man. It's I don't just, mind it, Mike. I, I, know, I was do talking to a guy at my job, my, 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 my primary job today. And the guy was, uh, he was in Florida. He was a transplant from Mount Vernon. And he was like, you know, I thought the same thing, but it's like, you know, you get older and it's like, you don't mind the heat. You mind the cold, you know, I, I don't know, but I hear you. I mean, listen, we've been down there, you know, me and Mike were there in the middle of the summer, you know, uh, with the, Boy yeah, Scouts that's the whole thing, golf. man. Like yeah. go down there and all, like, all right, here, perfect example. I've been to Vegas in August. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to live there in August, man. It, it, it's like, it's like hell. It's like the I'm the, okay as long as you near the water. Like like it's if you're the, inland. You're in you're, Nevada and it's landlocked. Nevada's <laughs> landlocked, man. Like you're screwed. You got a nice swimming pool and stuff and air conditioning. Listen, God bless Rob where he is. I mean, I told one of the <laughs> last times I spoke to him, he said like where he is and like he's like in like by the mountain range there. He right. says that night the temperature really drops and it's nice. It's part of Arizona that gets very cold, actually. I um, think he's by where that is. And, there's two time uh, zones actually too in that in but that man dude like i said i've been to vegas in august I, I i don't get it it's too hot it's disgusting like you you walked out of the casino and it was just like a wave of heat just hit you like you just wanted to take a nap you wanted to pass out the heat just no no doubt man it, it knocks the shit out of you and i i know i guess like you're not doing stuff you retired you're not working but I mean, man, do you want your like your ball sticking to your leg every day, all day when you're outside? <laughs> it's it just seems like it can be, get very uncomfortable. I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't I don't know if I would want to live there. I don't know if I, I don't know either. Like I, I look at more like a snowbird situation at this point, if anything. But, you know, I can tell you as I'm as we're getting older, man, the heat doesn't bother me. And to me, it's like you're going to spend most of your time in an air conditioned place. If you got your house hooked up in a pool or access to the water, it's really not bad in my opinion. I mean, I hear what you're saying in August. I mean, I've been to Dallas. I've been to Texas in the middle of August too. And literally like I'm walking around where, you know, JFK got shot and we're walking around, you know, and you could literally feel the asphalt underneath your shoe. Yeah, man. Or as you're walking. Or like driving from Dallas to Houston and all of a sudden I'm looking at the temperature gauge on on the highway. And it says a hundred and like, I'm putting my, my hand next to the window and it's like, it's hot. The window's hot. Like, it's, yeah. like, it's, like it's a stove and shit. That's it. That, yeah. That's man. It's cause all right. Here's a perfect example. Your air conditioning breaks in the middle of the summer. Yeah. That's like your heating breaking out here in you know, in the winter time, nah, you know, it's nah. like your, your boiler goes right. Yeah. Same deal. I don't know. Except. You know, there's a lot of things you can do to like cool yourself off when you're freezing your ass off. I mean, it's like you got to put a jacket on, you know, you know, you're talking about like really, in my opinion, it's a lot easier to cope with the heat than it is with with coolness other than maybe like the wildfires that go on in California and stuff. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think about it a lot more, you know, as, as we're getting older and stuff. Um, New Mexico. I mean, the background for this where Breaking Bad is, you know, Heisenberg territory. That's New Mexico. And supposedly that's beautiful. You know, there's a lot of scenic stuff other than the, the scene from the Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I think they filmed that out there. Um, Albuquerque is supposed to be beautiful. Um, very scenic. Um, I wouldn't mind the Southwest, man. I really wouldn't. 
but that's just me. See, I know one guy that retired and went out there and he didn't last a year in Arizona. He okay. just said the hell with it. He goes, he goes, dry heat my ass, man. He goes, it's yeah. too hot. And he wound up in the Carolinas and he loves it. So Carolinas aren't bad, man. I mean, they really aren't. I mean, my relatives live in Charlotte or outside Charlotte. They've been there for about 20 years. I've spent a, a lot of time traveling down there. Nice city, you know, a little too slow for me. You know, um, it's gotten better throughout the years, you know, since they've been down there, a lot of transplants, but, um, Definitely different, definitely, definitely a different culture. You know, when I, when I got married, Mike, you know, I made, I made the trek out to Suffolk. I know you kind of made the reverse trek when you were a kid, you know, um, I guess you left Astoria, came back, you know, when you were eight and, uh, there's definitely a big culture shock coming from Suffolk, coming from Astoria, Queens to Suffolk County, let alone the Carolinas or like some of these. Oh yeah, man. It's a different way, you know, different way of life, slower pace. You know, everyone, you know, everyone's relaxed. You got to remember, too, like if you're going down there, you're it's just that's probably going to be like your retirement time going down there. You know, speaking about the uh, Southwest running around. Yeah, you're right, Mike. You're right. Yeah. Speaking of the Southwest and comedy shows, have you seen what this Texas governor is doing? Like he's he's busing these illegal immigrants and dropping them off in Washington, D.C. He's basically taking these guys and he's saying, hey, look, you know what? The administration is so you know keen on opening up the borders and letting you know, uh, immigrants in, whether you consider them illegal or not. And he goes, OK, fine. No problem. We'll welcome them with open arms. But let's put them you know, in their rightful place. You know, let's drop them off in the Capitol. And uh, you know, the White House is complaining it's like a pub- publicity stunt and blah, blah, blah. But well, I mean, hey, man, everyone uses them, you know, immigrants as a publicity stunt. I mean. A couple of years ago, AOC went down there in her like a five thousand dollar. They they called her out on it. She was wearing like a five thousand dollar Armani suit and she cried at an empty fence. Yeah, yeah she yeah, did the yeah. same thing because Trump was president. Right. So now right. it's the other way around. It's just it's political fucking bullshit. That's all it is. OK, I mean, hey, good for him. Good for him. He's good. You know, they're you know, the Democrats have used, uh, unfortunately, used these poor people as puppets for years. Yeah. So now it's all right here. You you deal with it. So that's basically it. I just thought it was funny and I thought it's actually pretty ingenious. It's like you're kind of embracing the immigration, which is we're immigrants. So I mean, uh, you know, I'm, you know, my family's a, a bunch of immigrants from Europe. You know, I'm not opposed to it. But again, I mean, come over the right, you know, come over the right way, you know, get documented, you know. At the end of the day, I mean, like you said, it's been a political hot potato on both sides, you know, both sides have used it to an extent. I just thought it was very funny and ingenious the way the guy basically took them, embraced them and said, OK, fine, no problem. We're going to drop them off on the president's doorstep. And yeah, but they get, you know, they'll take them and just send them someplace else. Apparently, they're sending them all over the place like they're sending them to like uh, I just saw something in the news today where I think there are a whole bunch of them are coming overnight into like airports nor- in, in north of the city. You know, like in um, not JFK or LaGuardia, but like some of the airports. Oh, Westchester County has an airport. I know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like they're they're coming in like the middle of the night. You know, on these on these airplanes and stuff. But yeah, whatever. I just thought it was pretty funny. You know, the way that he handled it. Um, onto a not so funny thing. What do you think of this? Uh, the shooting in the subway this week. Ah man, crazy. That guy was nuts. I mean, 
I heard it went off as like a bomb. People were saying it was a bomb at first, but he just he let off a couple of smoke bombs, it seemed like, and then just opened up, hit 10 people. Crazy shit, man. And then he turned himself in, which is even more insane. He called. Yeah, this guy is off the reservation. Whatever. What's his name? James Frank. Frank James. James. Frank James. (laughs) Jesse James's brother. I know, man. Dude, the guy, that guy's crazy. I hope he's one of those uh nuts that like wants to defend himself and go on trial and no i think mike what's going to happen is i think he may be smart as a fox because if he's playing the mental illness role maybe gets he tries to get himself off on mental illness you know yeah but is he that crazy that he turned himself in yeah you know no i'm saying if he's if you were playing the game would you really turn yourself in maybe not i wouldn't me me personally no but I could see him playing the crazy card and trying to get himself off the hook. Yeah, but he's still going to listen. They're going to put him. He's not going to be off the hook in the sense. All right, you're not going to go to jail, but you're going to sit in a mental institution for the rest of your life now. Yeah. Well, so I mean, you, enough. I you're mean, not you're not getting off off. I mean, well, I mean, John Hinckley Jr. is going to be doing a show in the city soon. But I, I mean, that, but that took 40 years. Um, you know, look. At the end of the day, I went to college, Mike, right? I studied psychology, I have a degree in psychology. And, you know, the way the way this country's dealt with mental illness, like we deal with like these shootings all the time. And one side will point at the guns, the other side will point out a variety of things, but nobody really gets to the, the, the real crux of the matter. And the crux of the matter is this country's got a lot of mentally ill people that, you know, years ago they dealt with it differently and maybe it was not in a good manner. But they've gone completely to the other side of the pendulum. Like, like these people just, they're screaming for help. You know, and I'll tell you what, this guy, it's not funny what he did. You know, uh, I don't care if he plays the, the crazy card or not. But, you know, I think one of our friends on Facebook, uh, Rob, you know, point, pointed out, you know, it's almost like a, a, a cry for help. Like these people are just being neglected, you know, like the homeless people in San Francisco. And um, yes and no. I'll say yes to some of it, like but there's also a lot of it, like on there's, the job, right? Yeah, but there's also no in the sense that a lot of these people too are just drug addicts. They're just yeah. like a lot of the homeless people too are just addicted to a drug, and they just want to keep getting their drug. Mm-hmm. And and addiction is also part of mental mental illness. Addiction can also go hand in hand a lot of times. Oh, excuse me. So. When you're dealing with like both of those things, like, okay, you're addicted to drugs. You have no money. You're homeless. You're going to have to now start committing crimes in order to pay for your addiction. Yeah, I get that. So, And that could escalate and escalate and escalate and escalate too, to where maybe you might finally murder somebody just to get high. Where, 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 Where you were breaking into cars originally or, you know, maybe like, breaking into an abandoned house stealing the car that was a big thing the copper wiring copper pipes in a house that was a big thing with junkies back in the day heroin addicts i remember when i when i was like a rookie cop the big thing was auto stripping these guys would just try and rip whatever they could rip off a car sell it and then go buy dope or crack depending and these guys are ingenious man i mean uh, so i I mean the big thing now i don't know if it's out by you but the big thing in the city now is now it's not really junkies doing it, but it's just criminals doing it. It's the catalytic converters on people's cars. Just heard a guy today talking. That is the that, that yeah. is the hot button issue right now. Catalytic converters. 
And for those in the know, you know, if you make a claim with your insurance company, it falls under your comprehensive deductible, folks. <laughs> That's a pretty expensive thing. I think it's about $3,000 item, the Cadillac converter, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like you were saying, partly addiction, partly mental illness. What is, but what is like the perfect solution? There is no perfect answer for it. There isn't, but you can't. I think I think the country has gone to the point where, you know, they used to have like horrific environments a hundred years ago for mentally ill people. They had these mentally ill places. You read stories in the eighties of how staff used to abuse these people. My wife works in the field. She works with you know um, uh, special needs uh, adults who are on the spectrum. Um, even those people, to an extent, you know, what what's allowed in like places like that. I mean, it's completely crazy, Mike. I mean, some of these people that are, you know, known as consumers, they can assault staff and kind of get away with it. You know? Yeah, it does. Like you said, it's it, crazy. It, but it all fall, falls under that. So you but, go from. Yeah, but then, Chris, are you going to. All right. So then some guy that's a complete nut, you, you can't put him in a jail. You can't put him in jail, but you can't let him in a, in, in a place where, you know, they, they treat those type uh, th those people. He's got to be isolated somehow. There's got to be like a, there's got to be like a medium. Like some of these people, I can hear stories like, you know, you're talking about guys that are jerking off in front of staff. I mean, it's just it's really really insane, or people getting assaulted and stuff. Um, and you know, all under the guise of well, you know, they're mentally ill or they're special needs, and they kind of get away with it. And no, I don't I don't agree that the, with the fact that they should be in yeah, jail but and they stuff, they, but. they have yeah they have to be like separated. That's right. I mean, that's the best possible thing you could do. And the but, problem is these places get money from the state and the government. So they're kind of caught between the rock and the hard place because they want these people in their places, you know, no matter what the hell they're doing until they really hurt someone or hurt themselves. Um, going back to this guy for a second, he hurt 16 individuals. I just found a couple things funny. I mean, the, the biggest thing, a friend of mine, Mike on Facebook, uh, I work with Mike. He, he made a comment, and I think we talked about it off air, about the surveillance cameras were not operational when this all went down. Yeah. Which was kind of bizarre. You know, they can take a 50-yard a screenshot of your license plate as you're blowing a red light, but all of a sudden the surveillance cameras, cameras when you when you need them, are not operational. In the yeah, city. very odd. So that, that was a little weird. Um, but I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. I think a lot of those cameras don't work. You know, I think, think so. there, I think there's a lot of problems. There's certain places where, I mean, I won't say too much, but there are certain places you can't go. Like if mm, basically, if you're past a certain sh block in Manhattan, in Lower Manhattan, you are 100% on a camera everywhere you go, anywhere it's below a certain block in Manhattan, and you are on wherever any block you go down you are going to be on you are going to be surveilled um with that they also said something too like the cops radio didn't work that went down there that's easily explainable uh top side which is the guys on patrol that drive around in the cars and transit they're on different radios okay so i i had this happen to me plenty of times you go down into the subway for something and you try and use your rate and your radio does not work. So people that were saying that, oh, my radio, you know, the cops radio didn't work either. All the conspiracy nuts.
that are coming out saying like the cops radio didn't work and things like that. It didn't work because he's down a level in the subway. Yeah. Makes once sense. you it might work by the entrance. But once you start walking into the subway, forget it. If you get onto the platform, it's not it's probably not going to work. Makes sense. I mean, sometimes your cell phone doesn't work down there as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, the, the like I said, the topside guys and the transit guys work off of different radio uh, bands. So now, the mayor said something interesting. You know, the mayor brought up a point where, you know, we've talked about our issue with, with you know, Facebook and YouTube and social media in general, where, you know, basically within when a couple of seconds, the algorithms and the sensors on YouTube or Facebook can identify, you know, me playing a piece of music that's copyrighted and flag it and in some cases censor it. But if someone goes crazy on Facebook and is talking, you know, really deranged stuff, I'm not talking about, you know, insults or political opinions and stuff. I'm just talking like really, really crazy stuff. You know, um, you know, he's like, you know, we should have there should be some sort of uh, safeguard for Facebook or Twitter, whoever you, you, you can't. I know what you're saying. I, I get what you but you can't because they're private companies. They're private companies. They can take censor whoever they want. I know what you're saying, like try and flag things. But you know what? If you're saying what I like, why am I going to flag you? I'm not talking about that. If, I'm talking it, like, it, like making threats against people, that kind of deal. Like, hey, Mike, I'm going to blow your brains threats off, that did kind he, of stuff. he Did he actually say any of that in any of these rants? I, I know he was very I don't know angry what, in these rants. I only saw one. I don't know. What this where, where he kept... Were, but, I saw one of his YouTube rants where all he kept saying was black people and white people shouldn't live together. Black people are under this myth that uh, white people want them with them. They don't. And he just kept going and going. And all right, no one censored it. So if you're well, let me ask you, let me if, ask you if you're a very left leaning liberal, you're not going to want to censor this guy. You don't want to be labeled anything. So you're just going to let it go. Let me ask you this, though, you know, based on I, mean, I hear what you're saying. But uh, like, for example, on your cell phone, right? You know, if you and I are talking on, on on the cell phone or I'm texting you on the cell phone, correct me if I'm wrong, but like if I say certain words like bomb or terrorist or whatever, or it's data, like any, yeah, it's key. Doesn't words. that get flagged? Does, you know, doesn't the FBI, you know, you know, have ways to monitor that kind of stuff? I have no idea that I don't know. You know, like, oh, all right, all right. Bomb, 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 bomb. Right, 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 right. Am, am, am I getting all right? Is the show flagged now? Are we done? 9-11. What is the show done now? I don't know. I just said bomb and 9-11. What's going to happen? Who knows? <laughs> the FBI going to be at my door? I, I, I think, too, you know, this is this is like what people read into, like, too much shit. If you're a fucking regular nine to five guy going to a job every day and now you get on the, the phone with your friend and you start talking about, oh, man, hey, I went out, got drunk and I was bomb last night. The, the FBI isn't knocking down your door because you use the word bomb. You know, yeah, kinda, okay. you, you kind of have to be that guy that's out there. You know, I just bought 80 pounds of fertilizer. I rented a U-Haul truck. I, I, I might pray to a certain God. I might have been to certain countries. That's the guy being watched. Not 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 usually the guy that just, you know, says that, hey, man, did you watch the game the other night? Yeah, that was some bomb he threw at the end of the game. No one's looking at that guy. So, it, yeah, it, I hear it, you. I hear it, you. It, it's the same way like all these, you know, it's the same way stand up comedians who were shit little clubs like me were like, 
oh man, uh, someone's going to come on stage and smack the shit out. No, they're not. That was Will Smith. That was the biggest stage in the world. It's not happening to you in fucking the middle of nowhere in some little shithole <laughs> on the Lower East Side. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. I just, uh, you know, I'm not saying that there were there were flags with this guy, but I thought I thought the mayor had brought a, a good point. You know, where social media will go out of their way to. But he's, you know, I, you're right. You're absolutely right. He should have been like, look at the, look at what this maniac is saying, and he had a criminal record on top of it. Right. So, uh, you can't watch everybody. I, I will say that because how many other people are out there on social media right now just talking crazy shit and it's like oh wow this guy's been arrested already for like weapons possession uh illegal firearms uh he's got bombs in it you know he made bombs in his house he's already done time in jail he hangs out he's with he's associated with this gang he's associated with this militia group whatever who's watching them right now is is, is everyone you know you can't be watching everybody that's the problem i hear you i hear you i just uh I thought he made a good point, the mayor. I really no, I, I like I, it is. If you go on something and you say what this guy said, but th there is also too like Chris. Oh, there's buzzwords. What if this guy knew if I don't say certain buzzwords, I can say whatever I want. Yeah. There's always ways to skirt around issues. There's always a loophole. So I, I'm glad they caught the guy. They they did a great job. There was the one guy he called up on himself. Then the one guy that worked in like the, I think he worked in like well, a they caught him within 48 hours. Yeah. Well, I, they, I guess partially they, he turned himself in, which was he turned. Yeah. It seemed it. like he turned himself in. Then there was uh, one guy, uh, some bodega guy in the neighborhood. I think he was like a Arab dude. He saw him. He flagged down the cops saying, that's him. We just saw him. He's going down this way. Uh, just two cops on patrol doing routine, regular, what they do every day, what I did for like 12 years, just driving around the neighborhood, answering jobs. They get flagged down and they eventually catch this guy. And then, you know, the 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 ball gets rolling from there. And I'm sure he got debriefed. They did it. They did a warrant on a Airbnb. He was renting in Philly. I think they found more stuff. He had a storage oh, locker. They the crap out of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had a storage locker where they got more stuff. And so... Uh, listen, the guy was a coup. Thank God no one died. That is the only happy ending that came out of this. No one well, died. That's the crazy thing. 16 people injured and nobody died. That's great. You know, I mean, it's not great that they got hurt and stuff, but, you know, something, something's got to change, man. I, I know he's doing, the mayor's doing a great job. I think he's hard against it. And then, you know, and we, we've hit that over the head a couple of times. But I also think that, you know, I saw a comment, you know, where, I guess one of the locals uh, in the neighborhood said something to the effect of, well, you know, this just goes to show you got all these cops in this, in, in, in this neighborhood and on patrol and they still let, let it happen. So like they're, you're spending all this you, money. Yeah, it's, it's, you can't, you got to remember too. Number one, that happened while the train was moving. Right. Most of the, you know, do you see cops on the trains, riding the trains? Sometimes you're going to see more cops in the stations than actually riding the trains. That's just the right. fact. They need them at the stations. That's where a lot of the crime happens at the stations themselves, not on the trains. Gotcha. So that's where you're going to see more cops. Um, so, and, so it's not and, like, uh... and just the other thing, you can't be everywhere. You cannot. I can, you know. 
So it's not like Ghost, where it's get off my train guys committing crimes and stuff? I don't think, uh, no, I don't know of any spirits or specters that are committing crimes right now. So, <laughs> um, with a guy who looked like him. <laughs> the late great Vincent Schiavelli. He died, I think, like right after that movie. Like, yeah, like, not too far off. And we've hit few, on him a couple yeah. times. Mr. He's in Fast uh, Times at Ridgemont High, Mr. right? Mr. Vargas. Yeah. With his smoking hot blonde wife at the end of the movie, where it was like, what? <laughs> um yeah it's you can't be everywhere listen there could be a guy right now all right there's probably a hundred cops in times square right now but i know for a fact and, and this isn't this is just regular thinking or just anyone could walk into times square right now with a gun and just start shooting a gun and it's gonna have at least probably like an eight to ten second window before anyone figures out what's going on. Right, right. You're going to start hearing pop, pop, pop. It's in the middle of a busy, inter you know, it, it's the crossroads of the world. It is so loud and so bright. People aren't going to figure out what's going on at first. And then you're just going to get a bunch of people running. And all that guy has to do is just blend into a crowd and take off. And he may kill. Say, say he's got a gun with 15 bullets in it. If he just points the gun eye level and just lets it go. He probably could kill like 15 people, blend into a crowd and walk away and they'll catch him whenever they catch him. Well, again, it just points to the fact. I mean, there's got to be cameras there, right? There's I mean, cameras. You're probably going to get caught. Most likely 99.9% you are getting caught by either the, the NYPD or the FBI or some other federal agency. You're going to get caught. But like I'm saying, you have this giant window here. Look at this guy. This guy did dude. this was shit out of a movie. This guy dressed up like a transit worker, did what he did, threw on a gas mask, smoke bombs, and then just fucking let loose with a gun and then walked off like he was like some transit worker, like the guy at the end of the professional till Gary Oldman kills him at the end of the movie or like Pelham one, two, three, where they were or dressed the, up the, like a town or the town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. I mean, this guy had half of that's why I'm saying like, OK, is he crazy? Is he not crazy? You know, I think it takes some type of sanity to figure out. No, I, that, I that 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 that's your plan. I think he's mentally ill, Mike. I think he's probably got some, you know, he's a smart guy. I mean, I'm not, I don't think he's stupid at all. I mean, he's got a different viewpoint, you know, a, a viewpoint that, you know, maybe we'll get yeah. onto it in a couple of minutes, you know, between Rogan and Marr, but Bill Marr, but. You know, he's got a different viewpoint that is probably not a popular viewpoint, probably offends people. But, um, you know, it's good. It's a good call. You know, is he crazy or is it uh, is he crazy like a fox? You know, um, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. Right. Yeah. He's going to get evaluated. That's the whole thing now. Like he'll get evaluated by three or four different doctors. Is he capable? Is he able to stand trial as a sane person? I was listening to uh, the Rogan show this week. He had Bill Maher on, which I don't like Bill Maher, but, I, I, you know, I guess the last couple of years, he's kind of leaned more towards the right. And uh, it was a pretty interesting interview. It was about a three-hour interview. I know you've mentioned that he's come on before, but um, they basically started the show off and they talked about the polarization of America. You know, we've talked about this. And, the, you know, you got Maher on the left and Rogan, I guess, who leans right. And... Uh, you know, they were both talking about like how you can't really have discourse anymore in this country, you know, where 
one side yeah. really just doesn't want to hear what the other side has to say or one side just is so deep in their belief system that i'm right you're wrong and i don't want to hear your point of view yeah um i watched a few different segments on on youtube i don't think bill maher is going anywhere right i i listen to what he says and basically the way he talks he's just like an old school liberal he's not you know woke as they say that's that's all bill maher is he's like this just old school liberal of help people out you know help the needy help these people you know let, let's try and give free health care to people but he's not into this whole woke culture which has hijacked that entire party and gone left that's what he is. If you listen I, I to the interview, right. yeah. that's what that's what he keeps saying in the interview. He's like, well, he said it. I, I don't swing all the way to these crazies that have 19 genders and 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 a, and a thousand pronouns and everything. Everything is offensive and everything, you know, uh, you know, everything I say now offends everybody. He goes, no, that's you know, like he, he was defending comedians. A few weeks ago, he's a stand-up comedian himself, defending the whole Chris Rock thing and how certain people like, oh, my God, that was so offensive what he said. And he was like, it's a joke. That's what comedians do. So I, 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 don't, I, I don't think he swung. No, right. I don't. No, any, I, I don't think so either. I, any I mean, direction. He's, he's still left. You know, he's still, uh, you know, moderate left. No, yeah, probably. that's what he is. He's like an right. old school liberal that just wants to, but like, I, you know, smoke weed and, you know, let's try and get free health care and lower right. and lower the taxes for like middle class. That's like uh, that's like his thing. Um, here's yeah. what I heard. Oh, this is the way I looked at it. You know, the way I looked at it was you're right. Um, he made a comment saying the Democratic Party has really gone batshit crazy to the point where, you know, they've really dug themselves a hole and he thinks they're going to get their heads kicked in in, in the fall. In the yeah. midterms, you know, because they've leaned so far into the, you know, the the, the extreme left of the party. Yeah, and I, I'm sure you could say the same thing about the right and the Republicans, you know, for the, you know, the people on the left that can point out and say, hey, you know what, you know, X, Y, Z, whether it's Trump or Reagan or whoever, they've leaned to the, the radical right and, you know, they've gone batshit crazy. The one thing that I heard was they were talking about climate change and Rogan was like, look, you know, I've had people on and. You know, we've made some comments here and there, you know, about climate change being BS or valid. He goes, I've had, I've had two different viewpoints as well. And Mars like, you know, listen, I think, the, you know, I completely subscribe to it. I don't know what the, you know, the end result of it. I think that at the end of the day, you know, the, the warming of the, of the earth is man-made. And, and Rogan's like, I don't know if I buy that. He goes, I've had two people on, one who leans, you know, kind of along the lines of what you, you're saying, and then another another reputable person who leans completely the other way. So I don't know what to believe. And Mark kind of like dismissed him. He was like, you know what? You know, if you don't believe this, and he kind of just fell into the basic trap, you know, where, you know, one party makes a statement and holds fast to it and just doesn't want to hear any other viewpoint or other, other vantage point of it. So that was my takeaway with that. I think he hit it on the head, you know, in terms of him not leaning right, but moving, I guess, a little bit more towards the center and kind of rejecting the he's left. Like, yeah, he's yeah. like an old school hippie liberal. Right. He's right. like a George Carlin type. You know, Interesting, like, it was, though, they agreed that... on the vaccines, though. Like they were talking about the vaccines and, you know, Rogan, I guess you can consider, I guess, anti-vax to an extent, even though he claims he's not. And Mar was saying kind of similar type stuff. He's like, you know what? They work, but 
the thing was, you know, not really advertised in the way that we thought it was. Yeah, he, he uh, what he did. I mean, he did the same thing kind of Rogan did just from a left angle in the sense of like he called them out on their bullshit. Like he was one of the, you know, he's a like I said, we all know Bill Maher is a very left dude. But he was like, dude, this shit had came out of a lab in China. When right. every everyone on his show would be like, no, they both they, made we, a comment. No one both, knows. No one. No, this is from a lab in China. We all know this now. And they both why? made the comment. Check this out. They both made the same comment. They're like, you know what? Why did that? Why did what you just say become a right, a right wing opinion? He goes, it's common sense opinion. That's all it is. Yeah. Because I'm on the left. He's on the right. He goes, but we're we're saying the same thing. It's not. And, you know, basically what it was, he, you know, Rogan mentioned, he goes, it was, you know, you're associated with Trump. You know, if, if you if you if you uttered that statement a year and a half ago or two years ago, you got branded with Trump and automatically got dismissed as right wing nonsense. But the reality of it was he was saying and then he's like, you know, when it comes to the, you know, the vaccine, when it comes to the, you know, the lab theory, all that stuff, he goes, you know, it's scary. You know, it's scary in this country that, you know, automatically this stuff gets, you know, demolished if it's not, you know, in line with what the narrative is, you know, whatever that might be. Um, that said, you know, some interesting developments here. You know, we talked about this last week to an extent about Elon Musk. And you were asking me about, you know, w what his plans are, you know, about, you know, with Twitter and stuff. So I guess he made an agreement with Twitter, Mike, last week, you know, in terms of like... Uh, uh, I guess getting a board seat for an exchange of capping out the amount of shares the guy could own, which I think was a 15% stake. He turned it down after he made an agreement with Twitter. And basically he turned around and made a $40 billion offer to buy the company outright at a set stock price. Twitter turned it down. And now what they're doing is I guess they're turning around and as a poison pill, they're going to release more shares into the float to kind of dilute the thing and make it more expensive for the guy to buy. And, you know, going along the lines of what I was just talking about with Rogan and Marr, you know, there's, there's an element of this country that just wants to control the narrative, in my opinion, on, on social media. You know, these these companies are run by very left-wing tech guys. There's a few individuals on both of the boards of Facebook and Twitter. And you know, a lot of stuff that we're talking about and that Marr talked about and Rogan talked about, it's like if it doesn't fall in line with their belief systems, it gets obliterated. Like you can't. Yeah, that's what we just said. If you yeah. don't, if you don't agree with it, it's the private companies. So if you don't agree with, if I don't agree with what you're posting on my site, bye, you're gone. And that's just the way it's going to be. Unfortunately, that's just where we live, the, the world we live in. As, as, as messed up as it is, that's just the way it is, you know? Yeah, yeah, I listen, I, I agree a thousand percent. I just think that, you know, there's an argument to be made that these companies no longer are private companies, but they're more along the lines of utilities. You know, I guess Musk's premise is that Twitter has become the de facto town square of modern society. And, you know, to think that that's, you know, controlled by a couple of individuals in Silicon Valley is crazy. And I think that well, was kind of the premise, you know, this I mean, is another, there's well, another, but avenue did, that says, this is too like what, what Maul was saying on Rogan. No one has common sense anymore. Right. right. No one has. If you believe everything you read on Twitter and Facebook and all these other like bullshit gab sites, you know, where people can just 
pour out their feelings and not, you know, fact or truth, then shame on you. If you can't develop your own thought and, and you need some somebody with a blue check mark to validate your way of thinking, then, you know, shame on you, man. I hear you. Let me ask you a question. What do you think is the difference between these companies and like a company like, you know, like, say, for example, MySpace, you know, 20 years ago or like America yeah, but, Online, right? Because no one, no one was going politically nuts 20 years ago. No one polarized a country like the le- like the guy that sat in the White House from 2016 to 2020. No one was that polarizing. And that's mm-hmm. where everything took off. He dis- say, the I guy disagree to that. Mike. The guy, the guy, the guy was think, a lightning rod for the last four years. I think lightning- he was. I, I wouldn't disagree, but I would tell you, I think Reagan was just as bad. You just didn't have social media. Back yeah, then. exactly. People want to like people are on Twitter. The majority of people on Twitter all want to lean left. And then you have this small pocket on the right who go back and forth with each other. Like, shut up, snowflake. Shut up, you and your militia. And right, you're right, going to take right, it. Right. It's, yeah. it's all it is. It's a it's basically a bar without alcohol or a bouncer. That's all it is. People arguing back and forth over stupid bullshit yeah, that I hear you. Uh, with like i said there is no common sense and most of these people if you probably met them in person wouldn't say boo to you if you walked if you walked right in front of them with a fucking maga hat or if i walk, or if they walked in front of someone else that said you know free abortions for everybody the the, the two people that hated those people wouldn't say shit to them yeah, I agree. With it, that. It's it's nonsense. It really is nonsense that, like I said, if you need a blue check mark in your life, telling you what's good and what's bad, you you lost the game already, man. You lost the game. Yeah, I buy it. I buy it. I just thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, I thought the I thought the Mar uh, Rogan thing mm. was very interesting. You know, you got people really you know like you mentioned like on the opposite ends of the spectrum and they're smoking weed on the show which i guess is legal now in most states and uh you know they're actually agreeing on a lot of stuff you know like you oh, said, i just saw what is it weed did you see that thing with weed with cops in jersey off-duty yeah, cops can, about i don't know but dude go become a cop in jersey it's probably gonna be a real cool job now <laughs> off-duty you can smoke weed i don't know if there's a parameter of if there's hours, how many hours before work you can do it? But well, I guess I mean, I, I, I like alcohol, I guess, at this point. Well, right? I know, too, in uh, like Canada is the first country, I think, that has made it completely legal. The whole country. Mm-hmm. And I know one of their major police departments up there, they just put out like a blanket statement of just don't do it at work. That was it. That was like the entire statement. Like, I got to imagine it's like the alcohol policy. Like if you come to work drunk, yeah, you're fired, right? That yeah, it's going to be. Know? But like, I mean, weed stays in your system for like 30 days usually anyway. Yeah, but I guess. You so know, here's the thing. Not, the fact you're not but here's the whole right? thing. Like, how much do you know? Like, do they know how long ago? Say I just smoked a joint right before I went into work. And now an hour into my shift, I shoot somebody. Like I'm, I'm probably technically I'm probably high. Well, so like, how is that gonna work? You know, like you go out last night, right? You're on the job, and you, you know, you, you get bombed, you get shit faced, and you wake up with a hangover, and your shift starts at nine o'clock in the morning. Technically, you're still hungover, right? You know, you may be yeah. cognizant and stuff. You may not be drunk, 
but uh, you know, I'm sure if I give you a, you know, a breathalyzer, you know, your BAC is probably still up there, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's same premise, right? It's I, I yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, it's it, it, like people have said it. It's a slippery slope. I know in New York City, the last police commissioner, uh, Dermot Shea, was like absolutely not like I'm even bored with it. Yeah, he was like it because and and you know people say it's just the cops. It's actually like I I think there were like three or four city agencies. That were like absolutely not. I think the fire department's on board with it. Right. I think sanitation. I'm sure the corrections department, and I think too actually the MTA workers, because they were like, "Do you want someone high driving a train?" No. Yeah. No, and, I agree with you. I just think that same, I think the way alcohol is governed with these city agencies is probably going to be the way. Yeah, we're they're going to have just the whole thing's going to become a giant learning curve. And the, there's definitely going to be parameters to it of how long before you get into work. Can you do it? And things like that. So we'll see what happens with it. Um, you but see yeah, the story, uh, you see the story with uh, Molly Shannon and Gary Coleman. Oh, I watched part of that interview on Stern. Yeah, he tried Dude, how insane, him. man. I saw part of the interview where she said, like, <laughs> he wanted to meet her, right? Guess they were, they met each other. Um, through an agent. Story, yeah, through an agent. You know, everything started out good. And I guess the guy started tickling her and all of a sudden grabbing her inappropriately to the point where, you know, because of his size, she didn't feel like he was a threat. But she kind of was like holding him off and stuff to the point where she was getting tired and stuff. And she was like, finally kind of got in the bathroom and he still was acting weird and still all gropey and stuff. You know, it's just a bizarre story. Like I read about it. I heard a little bit of the snippet with the on, on Stern and stuff. And, uh, you know, just like on the, uh, then I guess it got coupled with the fact that her father, I guess was a closeted homosexual that got outed after all those years. There's all sorts of stuff that came out in the interview. It was a really wacky. Well, she interview. just wrote a book, right? I think she yeah, just wrote a yeah. book. So. She's a pretty funny woman, man. I mean, I thought Molly Shannon was hysterical. Actually. Yeah, she was great on SNL. What you talking about, Molly? How about Gilbert Gottfried, man? The late great, one of the one of the one of the good guys, Gilbert Gottfried, man. Terrible, sixty-seven, young guy, uh, heart condition, heart condition, right? Man. But no one, I guess, knew about. Or, well, he, was he knew with it. He was living with it for a while. I think a couple of years now, and I think that. Uh, Apparently, I guess the vein, uh, I guess the vessels were getting weaker and weaker from some sort of medication the guy was taking, to the point where you know, kind of his heart gave out, you know, that kind of deal. But uh, young dude, sixty-seven. I mean, yeah, he had um, he had a sister just pass away. I think in the last five years too. There was a document, a documentary out is on Hulu, is out on him. I watched it about a year ago. Okay, it's it's one of the best comedy documentaries. You could watch it goes into his whole life. Brooklyn kid, um, how he got into stand up. He was on Saturday Night Live, I think, in like the 1980 cast of SNL. Was it that uh, early? I thought. Yeah, he was, he was on like the 1980 cast. Like okay. when when that original group left of like Dan Aykroyd and all of them. Mm hmm. They were the new group that came in. It was like him. I think there was like a couple other semi-famous people in that group that came in um, to go goes into how he lost uh, Aflac when he made the joke about the, uh, the tsunami 
Um, it just it, it just goes into his entire act and how he like how he just didn't give a shit no matter where he was. He knew exactly who he was when he was on stage. Hmm. Like they were talking about how he would he would do a lot of like benefit shows. And it was like some benefit show for like kids with cancer. And he just started going on stage doing his regular filthy routine. And they said the crowd just ate it up. But then he goes, he's done other ones where they just look at him in total shock and like boo him off the stage. So I don't know how funny he, uh, I, I mean, I, I've never seen him in, in, in stand up. You know, obviously my exposure to him has been like Saturday Night Live back in the day, the movies that he's made. I think we talked about Problem Child back in the day. Yeah, he was in um, Problem Child. Dude, Beverly one of his funny. Cop, right. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop 2 was his breakout. Eddie Murphy actually praised him in that saying this guy's going to be the next he was supposed to be like the next big star and for whatever reason it didn't happen he never really materialized man like you said he no uh, he, he he was a he was just like a stand-up legend he's mm-hmm. one he's one of the greats up there that uh, in the last like you know 40 years to do it when you see him go on say i mean his act is just insane and he goes in like and he doesn't act like that or state of that act. He's all very quiet. He's a very reserved person. So, I mean, to go on for 40 years and do that act. Dude, the guy, the guy did something right. And they said, uh, I just saw something, too. He was in. What was it? Aladdin. He played the. He, I was just going to say that he's in a lot of like kitty or animated flicks. Yeah, yeah he did a lot of animation. They said they have 200 hours of tape never released from Aladdin of him just I guess riffing doing stuff like the same way I think they had like with Robin Williams when he played Aladdin they have all these outtakes of him of like stuff they were going to do of stuff just him where they just let him go for like hours on end of riffing and like what kind of animation they were going to do but that they never wound up doing so but yeah Gilbert Gottfried yeah if you go on Hulu and watch his documentary it's now it's very sad because he's gone but I watched it. Like I said, I watched it a few years ago. It was amazing. Really great guy. Sadly missed. Yeah. Gilbert got sucks. 67 years old, man. Horrible. Um, I was watching another thing. Well, a preview for another thing. I think we talked about this off air about the, uh, this, uh, this HBO max series called we own the city, uh, which is developed by the guys that wrote the, uh, the wire, David Simon. And, yeah. uh, Apparently, it looks like a lot of the characters, well, some of the actors from The Wire uh, are going to be in this show as well. And it seems to be, uh, I think you mentioned this off air, it's going to be set in Baltimore, just like uh, like The Wire was. And, uh, you know, it's obviously the same writer, director, et cetera, uh, Simon, David Simon. Looks pretty good. Uh, have you seen the the, the, the prequels or the, uh, the trailers? Yeah, I watched the trailer for it. It looked pretty good. It's what's-his-face, the Punisher guy, Bernthal. Uh, the guy from Wolf of Wall Street, he seems like the lead plays a dirty cop. I think it's based on a true story. These guys were like, I think they were like shaking down drug dealers or ripping off drug dealers. I'm not sure. uh, Who's the, uh, the English actor who plays the Irish cop in the wire. I think he's in it. Uh, what's his face? Um, Macaulay. What the hell was that? Oh, Dominic West, the guy. Yeah. Yeah. The actor. Oh, he's in it too. Yeah. Like I, I, I only watched it once. I saw. Yeah. They look like there was a few people that were from the wire. Uh, he's good, man. He's really good. That guy, Dominic West. He's guy from from the United Kingdom. I think he's either Irish or English. Um, and I always 
I always find it fascinating how like these English or uh, Irish actors or these guys from Australia, all of a sudden they, they emulate like an American accent, almost like, uh, yeah, I don't know what makes them so good at that. I don't know. Almost what like it Hans is. Gruber, like in, uh, in Die Hard, you know? <laughs> yeah. But they, it seems like they really, yeah, they really just gravitate towards like certain accents though. Like they don't yeah. go for that nondescript Midwest accent. Like they want some East Coast or like West Coast or Southern. Like what's his face was in that list? Cowboy movie, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, he's great. Sure, he, he had guy a is, uh, Daniel Day Lewis has done a couple, right? Yeah, he's got all these different. Like he was doing, I think for like Lincoln and what was it for? When he did like Gangs in New York, he he went to all these linguists to find out like what was a new york accent like in, in 1870. you know yeah in like 1875 65 right. whatever the hell it was so well i think that was said at the beginning of the civil war the, the gangs in new york was it no, the, yeah right. yeah yeah the draft riots right because the draft right. riots were in it right and then he did uh um uh the, the, there must be blood or there is blood yeah yeah that was the a oil weird thing movie. the oil baron thing which was a weird movie and then uh, there's some guys like I, I don't know if they can really pull it off. Like Colin Farrell is a guy that I'm not a particularly big fan of him to begin with. But um, does he have an Irish accent or is he a, is he an American guy that? No, he's an Irish, Irish guy. guy. Oh, yes. OK, so he does a pretty good job. You know, he's a he's an Irish. Yeah, guy a lot of his roles. I think it's amazing when you finally see the guy getting interviewed. You're like, <laughs> oh, shit, that guy's from England. That guy's from Ireland. Christian Bale is another guy. Yeah, Russell Crowe's another guy. You know, I find it pretty interesting. You know, I let me ask you this: What do you think is more difficult, an an American guy or a guy like us, you know, from New York, emulating an English accent, or one of those guys emulating like a New York City or well, you don't. Accent? When do you really see that? When do you see the American actor with the English Irish accent? Really, it doesn't happen that much. Like, all right, Tom Cruise, far and away. Uh, well, it was more of like an Irish brogue, I think, than anything that he was. Yeah, th doing. that's what I'm saying. Like an Irish accent, an Irish brogue. Tom Cruise had that in Far and Away. Uh, I think it might actually be easier to do like an Irish brogue than an English accent. I don't know. Dude, you have to like just stay in it and fucking people. You know what it is? They say that if accents, too, are like here in this country, northern accent, southern accent, every part of England has a different accent. Oh, yeah. Where people can fucking pick up. So if you're supposed to be a guy with like a Cockney accent, you're not doing Cockney it. Cockney accent is completely different than London. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like, there's all that. What the hell those like, people are saying? Fuck, who is it? I was, uh, I was just trying to think like Brad Pitt and Snatch. He was playing like one of them gypsy dudes and you can't understand a word he says. Right, 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 right. Or but you don't you don't see that many. For whatever reason, American actors with English accents, really. No, I can't really think of one off the top of my head. I mean, I'm trying to think of guys that have played, Eng you know, with English roles. Even even Titanic, we were talking about that last week, right? You know, um, Billy Zane, would you classify that as an English accent? No, he didn't have an English accent. No, he was right? like an American businessman. Right, right, right. I think he played in a movie or whatever, so. Um, yeah. Yeah, nothing comes to mind, Mike. How about, uh... no. I was going to say, have you seen the, have you seen anything or have you subscribed to CNN plus? No, I really, I, I want to check out this Anthony Bourdain movie Roadrunner, which I think you got to pay for on Amazon prime. I don't listen enough with that guy. 
<laughs> How long has he been dead now? It's about Two, three years, three, yeah, four years. It's it's over, man. They already replaced him with Stanley Tucci. They don't give a yeah. shit. They moved on. Yeah, yeah. What am I going to watch? But what am I going to watch about this guy? He loved to travel the world and eat food. He did fucking a whole series about it. No offense. I'm sure he was just great at from supposedly he was an interesting guy. He, he was, was this amazing guy. person. And he was. He was a he was a guy. He battled his demons. He sobered up. He he uh, he's a guy you look at like he seemed to have the greatest life in the world and then killed himself. How fucking bad was his life? He was a heroin addict, Mike. I, I think he had. Uh... No, I know. But he's he was clean for years. I mean, I don't know. He had a couple really bad relationships. I think that really screwed him up. You know, I don't know about um, his autopsy. I don't think there was anything in his system or anything like that. I mean, I'm sure maybe he did battle depression, but man, it's uh, I, I mean, what are they really going to show? Are they really going to get in deep on him? I doubt it. The, I think they're going to go because you depression. can make but you can make it a hatchet job on him. And he worked for that company. They're not going to do it. They're not going to yeah, do yeah, anything yeah. that paints him in a bad light in any way. So. No, I hear you. I mean, he was big into music, which was which was cool. You know, obviously he um, he was friendly with a lot of different ex presidents, namely Obama. Um, he battled heroin addiction. He had some really serious relationship problems with a couple of ex wives. The last one, I think, really screwed him up a little bit. And uh, you know, just uh, you know, like Robin Williams, he's like one of those guys that was really loved by a lot of people. And you know, it's a little shocking to hear him commit suicide. You know, just going back yeah, to what that- we were talking about before. You know, with mental illness and stuff, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm sure he was battling depression and whatever else. Who knows what he was on, what he wasn't on. I know, know, like, the few times I watched his show, I saw him, like, drinking. And I knew he was, like, sober, but I would watch him have, he would have, like, a glass of wine or a beer with his food. So I guess he was just sober from drugs, not alcohol. Um, But if he was on, like, pills or anything like antidepressants or anything like that you're really not supposed to mix that stuff who knows if that had something no, to you're right i found the show pretty interesting he had a couple different ones i think reservations and uh yeah and, and the most recent one that he did um i kind of like just you know getting a peek into like you know parts of the world that i've never been to or you know or, or i've seen or even in even the united states like parts of the uh, america that i haven't been to and vice versa like i think he did one in jackson heights one of his episodes was in yep. Jackson Heights. Uh, he had a couple in Queens where he did. Um, well, that's that was uh, cool. who's the other guy that has a food show? Act, uh, Action Bronson, who's a who's a rapper. He's from Flushing. He's half Jewish and half like Serbian Muslim. Mm. And he's pretty about, interesting. Man. I would say he's about. I think he's about forty years old. His rap name is Action Bronson, and he just travel. He usually travels to. I, I don't think he goes outside the city, but he's in like the five boroughs and he just finds spots to eat and he'll just sit down with his boys and have like a four or five course meal. Hmm. And it's really good. It's a real good show. I gotta check it out. The guys you, that I watched was on. Like, um... What was it on Vice? I think it's called Fuck That's Delicious. <laughs> he, and he actually just went on like some whole huge weight loss thing. And the guy lost like 100 pounds just working out trying man i'm down 10 pounds it's just really really difficult you get oh this guy was huge this guy was like a weeble he looked like he was about five foot five and probably like 350 that's crazy man so 
Well, going back to Rogan and Maher for a second, they were talking about COVID and the effects on this country and how much it cost this country. And he, they both said it. They're like, you know, all of a sudden it became bad or you couldn't say somebody was fat. You know, it's all of a sudden a bad word. You know, you can't point it out. Oh, you know, it, you know, just all of a sudden, you know, you know, they, they, they were both talking about it, but they also both talked about how obesity and the fact that how badly out of shape this country was really contributed to COVID, you know, being, yeah, you know, really, really deadly to this country. They said if people weren't as out of shape and obese as they were, not to say that it wouldn't still have had a number of debts, but it would have been a lot less. And the amount of money that we poured into this would have been a lot less. Oh, hell yeah. But, you know, again, you know, what they were saying is like, you know, all of a sudden you can't point out to somebody, you know, like, like if you saw, so I think one, I think it was uh, Mar that made the point. He goes, you know, if you saw somebody smoking four packs of cigarettes a day, you know, and they were a good friend of yours, you'd be like, you know, Mike, cut it out, man. You know, you're killing yourself. But like, if you see the same guy, you know, in McDonald's and he's 400 pounds and five foot five, and he's woofing <laughs> down three Big Macs and supersized Cokes and stuff, you can't say anything to them. Because all of a sudden you're, you know, you're not sensitive, you know, you're body shaming, body. don't body, you're body shame. shaming the guy, you know, and what they were saying is, you know, there's, there's a double standard, you know, somebody's smoking, you can point that out. Hey, listen, you're hurting yourself, you're killing yourself. But the same guy who's like having a five course dinner, you know, when he's 400 pounds and five foot five, I'll leave him alone. You know, that's not right. Yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. And they said it was crazy because, you know, again, this country is so obese. You know, and there's so many people not in really good help and a good health and good shape. It cost this country so much more money than it would have. Yeah, taken. wasn't it like four trillion or something they were talking it's an about? Insane on... amount of money, man. Because they were talking about insane. how much they spent on like war compared to that, and they were like, we didn't. They only spent one trillion on like the like Afghanistan. And he goes, right. we spent four trillion on COVID. Something like that. Well, Something like money, that was man. said. I mean, think about the stimulus checks that went out, the money, the shutdowns. Yeah. All that stuff, the impact that it had on the economy. It was insane, man. And listen, it's still lingering. You know, apparently there's another variant out there. I mean, we talked about this, you know, a couple of times. You know, people are still walking around without masks and stuff. But, you know, I feel like, you know, we're always like on the on the edge of kind of slipping back to an extent. Like, I don't think we're going to hard lockdown again. But, you know, it gets scary. You know, you read about this stuff here and there. But um, a couple things over the weekend they're coming out. Uh, Better Call Saul, the last season starts. I know uh, I brought it up a couple times. I'm wearing my little Heisenberg hat today and you know, my prescription glasses. Um, I'm psyched. A big Bob Odenkirk fan. He talked about how he uh, about his heart attack on the set. You know, he talked about his career. Um, he talked about how he took the job of Breaking Bad. You know, and how he got. Um, you know, uh, convinced to take the job through his agent. And for those that are fans of the show, it's going to be pretty interesting. I think the way that they left off was uh, one of the cartel guys got betrayed and basically crawled out of a tunnel in, a, in his backyard and got away. And uh, I guess you'll see the bridge between this show and uh, and Breaking Bad this year. You know, kind of leads up to real time and I guess in 2008. Um, I'm super excited. I think other than, you know, like you said, uh, there's not a lot on TV right now that I'm watching, Mike, you know, in terms of like regular shows, like, um, like, uh, like the Lakers mm -hmm. series. I love, I, I know you like it too, a lot. You know, I caught up with that. Um, yeah, I think, you, I think it's, I just saw, you know who Frank Caliendo is? 
Yeah, of course. He does a John C. Riley spot on. I just was like scrolling through. I think I saw it on TikTok where he was showing how you can do a John C. Riley. And I mean, he sounded exactly like him. Yeah. Insane. It, it, it killed. Well, I'm not a huge fan of Riley, but uh, O'Reilly, uh, but he's he's phenomenal in the show. He does bus. Uh, great, 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 great actor. You know, I mean, not the huge fan of him, but he was funny in Step Brothers, and uh, I I, I got to check that out. You know, I, I just I just reopened my TikTok for the first time. You know, because my kids have it, and my wife sends me videos and stuff. I came across a guy. I, I guess he's a Sicilian comic from Long Island. Guy's name is Sal Zo. And uh, he does like a lot of like impersonations from like, you know, Guido's back in the 90s and the 80s. And like he, he yeah. spices it like with freestyle music and stuff. And he plays like dopey bouncers, you know, that you'd run into like at nightclubs, like in the early 90s or late 80s and stuff. He's pretty funny. I got to figure out his real name, though. But he's, he uh, seems like a lot of these comedians, like other than doing what you're doing, Mike, you know, they, they go on TikTok and they put out like these 20, 30 second videos that are pretty funny you know some of these guys um so i gotta definitely check out the caliendo one and i gotta figure out who this guy salzo is because he's hysterical um, oh, i think i heard of that guy yeah he's a big he's big on long island very big he's a big guy well he's not tremendous but he's a sicilian guy he wears glasses no i'm saying like big is like clubs on long island and plays a whole bunch of places oh I does he yeah i think he's known for that so okay he is hysterical, man. Like he plays like a Bensonhurst Guido and he's screaming out the call. Hey, Maria, Maria. Mm. Meanwhile, you know, some freestyle music's playing, you know, in the background. Um, I was playing that all weekend. I saw something by a guy who um, I think we're both friends with. I don't know if you remember him, this guy, Vinny, uh, Vinny Serio. If, if he's watching, you know, I'm giving you a shout out. He's the um, creator of the uh, Growing Up Astoria website. Yeah, yeah, I know who he is, yeah. On Facebook. So uh, Vinny's maybe like a year or two older than us. He went to St. John's. Um, he was in Juan, uh, our, our friend Juan's uh, fraternity, Atik. Um, and Macho's, uh, Macho's uh, one as well. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to throw it out there. You know, um, you know he's, had, uh, he's the founder of Growing, Growing Up a Story. Maybe we can have him on the show at some point. But um, he's done a great job with that side. He's grown it, you know, tremendously throughout the years. The point where I, I think it's got a couple thousand members, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I know it's got a, a definitely a big uh, a big following uh, yeah, on so Facebook. Vinny, uh, yeah, Vinny had made a comment, I guess, last week where he was talking about, it, and I put it up on Facebook, giving him a little bit of credit today, where uh, you know he's talking about freestyle music and how you know how big it was, you know, when we were growing up, you know, like you know, you go down Dittmar's Boulevard. And the Guidos are like driving down Ditmos Boulevard on, on the strip, you know, with that music bumping. And it's funny because I play it today, you know, it's like some of my shows and it's kind of hit and miss. But when you get people like our age bracket, you know, usually of Italian descent or whatever, uh, even Latin descent, Spanish descent, they go crazy for that type of music. But, um, you know, he had made the comment. I put it up today and uh, I just figured I'd give him a shout out. But uh, this guy, this comedian, Salazo, seems to put that type of music in his, in his stuff, you know, very often. If I'm not mistaken, I almost, I almost think he's like from Franklin square, which is a big Italian uh, enclave on long Island. You know, okay. I have some relatives in that area, but um, I'm almost thinking that's where the guy's from or where, where he's located. 
but um i like to figure out his real name and I, I dude he's hysterical if he's got a live show or if he's doing comedy shows i would love to go and, and check him out yeah i think he's always on just i'm sure if you find his hold on let me go what is it sal yeah uh s-a-l sal zoe i think that's what it was and he was on tiktok and it's crazy because i i haven't looked at tiktok in years you know i had it on my phone i just didn't download it and it just seems that it's kind of making like a resurgence here where my kids are constantly on it sending me stuff or my wife is sending me stuff so i figured it opened up and all of a sudden this guy popped up and i'm like let me check it out and i thought it was hysterical he did an impersonation of um yeah salzo comedy yeah. on instagram okay yeah he did like a he did like an impersonation of like I guess a Spanish dude who is owning a bodega and the guy walked in and he's like you know is this place open he's like you're here I'm here what do you think and then he said something in Spanish and the guy's like what are you calling me stupid he goes you know listen are you taking your medication get out of here now we're closed but the way he said it was like perfect you know it just harkens back to like all the bodegas that you used to you know go into when we were kids and you know you run into characters like that. But um, interesting guy, man. Interesting guy. You know, I'm sure I'll come across uh, the um, uh, the Frank Caliendo uh, uh, thing too once we're done. I'll check. Yeah, that out. the Frank Caliendo, man. It was just insane. Like if you closed your eye, it was that one of those close your eyes moments. Like, oh, dude, shit. he was great, man. He did the impersonations of Madden. Um, who's the other guy that he used to do really well? He did well, a like, great uh, Gruden all he the did time. A Gruden, right, right. He was always on the football shows. He was always uh, mimicking those guys. But uh, got to check out Doctor Strange and uh, Doctor Strange 2, I think, is out or is coming out soon. Have you seen that? Yeah, I saw the uh, the previews for it. It looks previews. good. Okay. Well, it just looks like that's the new direction now of just create a multiverse and just bring back a whole bunch of old characters so people feel nostalgic and... Uh, get people to go see the and movie it's crazy i think that batman the new batman movies coming out on hbo max in a couple weeks like you said no you know, like I'm, three days i almost feel like stupid like seeing the movie in the theater it's like now it's on hbo max it's like i could have seen yeah i'm just gonna wait and i'm gonna watch house. i'm just gonna watch it in a couple of days and that's gonna be it so <laughs> insane man insane well i guess on that note i'll wrap things up yeah um, plug away Got Easter Sunday coming up on uh, for the practice yeah. Catholics out there. You know, happy Easter to everybody. Um, you know, for the usual plugs, we got myself, www.djchrisclash. Um, I'm booked for June. Uh, most of May I'm booked. But hit me up. Uh, any sort of special events, weddings, etc. let me know. Uh, we'll plug away for Mike. I'm sure he'll say it too, but Mike's comedy shows are coming up at the end of the month. I'm going to try to make it, you know, spread the word, try to support them. Uh, we've got Jay Cristiano at Cardinal Financial uh, at 844-442-7334. Got uh, promo code 4215. Celtic Monkey, uh, Mike Powers Place in Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, Vladdy, Vladdy, uh, Vladdy's E9 Bistro on 53 Bruckner Boulevard in the Bronx. My buddy Eugene's Place, uh, Piazza Pizza Rye. New York, 914-921-4444. Uh, Gino's the man. He comes to Italian Fair. Got Tommy's place, who actually manages an Umberto's in New Hyde Park. He's got five-star shopping by Tommy at 917-559-8264. 
and he's got the uh, the Mad Donkey on 36th Avenue in Astoria, New York. Uh, check out all those establishments. With that, folks, uh, keep on clicking the subscribe button, uh, the like button. Spread the word, please. We appreciate all the uh, the likes and the listens and, uh, you know, uh, the viewers. We appreciate everything. And with that, I'll pass it off to you, Mike. Happy Easter, folks. Yep. Happy Easter, everybody. Um, just my usuals. Uh, Jack, I can paint. Uh, Twitch, a prov- uh, Provmatic at Twitch. Uh, bah, bah, bah. The Doe Show. John Henry Kennedy. Go follow him on Instagram. Check out The Doe Show. I just went there tonight. Great show he put on. A lot of big headliners playing that place. Um, as for me, uh, I got Pat Dixon on the Crime Report. Go follow him. Compound Media. Uh, for me, end of the month, April 30th, 6 o'clock, Producers Club in Manhattan. Go on my Instagram, Michael Sully uh, Comic. You can check out the date. There's a link to the tickets. You can get tickets on my Instagram page. I'll give you the link is on there in the bio. Uh, April 24th, I'll be at O'Keefe's Bar in downtown Brooklyn doing a show at 830 for a punching bag comedy. And I should have something coming up in Manhattan for the Producers Club on 44th Street, probably first week of May. I'll let you know once I know. Other than that, enjoy your Easter. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody.